here's a little tip for you. Start again. <laughs> so done. It's a little tip. <laughs> here's a little tip. Three thousand seven hundred thousands. Yeah. And a million. Six. I, I lost my spot there. Three weeks and twenty-one days. Welcome to Born to Watch, where three old mates review and discuss movies that mean the most to them. Hey there, fellow watchers. It's that time of the week again. It's Born to Watch time. It's fast becoming my favourite time of the week again. And live from the panic room this week, we've got a special guest, but we'll get to him in a second. As always, is my two stooges joining me, and in the panic room is Gao. How are you, mate? Very good. Good evening, everyone. Great to be back. Got a good episode tonight and excited. Picked by our special guest. So looking forward to this. Yeah, he's very special. He's very special. Up there on the land is the farm strong Dan, sporting something new. How are you? Yeah, big week on the land, boys. Uh, two major happenings. One, got a brand new hat, which you can see. We might have to post some image of this on the line. Uh, I'm still the only knobhead walking around <laughs> Noosa with a big hat on. So uh uh, but I feel good and it, it keeps that uh, blazing sun off my schnooter. And, uh, the, but the second biggest thing for me was I, I, I realised on Spotify you can speed up these podcast malarkeys and actually listen to things quicker and I can fast forward through to all the bits that I say and really enjoy it. So there you go, fuckwits, if you're not using it, 1.5 speed for me, 1.2 speed for these gibberers and, uh, yeah, away you go. Yeah, I just go in film school for fuckwits when I listen back, I just go 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, <laughs> about 70 times until the end of film school for fuckwits and along we go into the ratings. It's the best part. So anyway, look, we have got a special guest with us and he's one of our super fans, yeah, one of the OGs, Damo from Vicky Point. Uh, g'day. And um, you may remember in The Simpsons when uh, Poochie came on Itchy and Scratchy and uh, Lisa said adding a new character is often a desperate attempt to boost low ratings. Um, so then Roy rocked into the t- uh, sat down at the table and, they, and he said, hey, yo, yo, what's hanging, everybody? And so, yo, yo, what's hanging, everybody? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. It's great mate. to have you, mate. You are Good not, to be here. You are not a stranger to the panic room? No, nah, been, um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a second um, second in second tour. Oh, you're an old hand at this now. Yeah, he, is, he is. But, you know, you're in the majors now, mate. So oh. this is the number one rating podcast in Panic Room Productions and DVL Media. So wow. congratulations. Welcome. Thanks. Don't ask what DVL is Media stands for. The, is Damo on the mountain goats like me and the G or is he uh, like you, Waddy? No, Damo is on is the he waters. A few he's on the, uh, no, he's on the Alka Spring and he's, he's looking better for it. You guys can – and Gao's actually not mm. on the drink tonight. He, uh, we, we went an hour we went an hour 47 last week with Gao on the drink. So he's decided to uh, not have a drink tonight. <laughs> Cracking songs. Yeah, good songs, good songs. Okay, so look, the 50s obviously was the decade that defined the creature feature. You know, those those black and white scary movies were, were definitely defined by that decade. But it really wasn't until Jaws in the 70s when movies decided they wanted to try and catch lightning in a bottle again. So that 80s and 90s were the decade that really tried to recapture that B-grade creature feature. And tonight, we've got one of the better installments in that genre in 1990s Tremors, starring Kevin Bacon, who I'm sure we'll get to his, uh, his career shortly, Gow, and his, and his nudisance when he went through the Bacon nudisance, which I know is my favourite part of his career. A couple other nuffies, but we can't forget who's fast becoming our almost favourite is Victor Wong. This is his second podcast of us, and he's in rare company. 
He is. And he's also just given one degree of Kurt Russell. There we go. We got that Flick, up. There we go. That's it's all done. Premature adulation in its best. There we go. Egg Shen, welcome. So, look, Damo, we'll start with you. Okay. Okay. So, why did you decide to choose Tremors tonight? Oh, really good story. Not actually, there is no good story about it. I, I had three movies that I thought, let's throw them in, in the hat, see what you think. And I had Tropic Thunder, Idiocracy, and Tremors. And, uh, and Tremors was basically something I haven't seen for a long time, but I remember I really loved it. Premature adulation there. That's okay. Um, and then when I, yeah, so out of those three, you said, look, you like Tremors as well. So, and it is a little bit different. It's not mainstream. It's not diehard. It's not um, first blood. Absolutely. It's, uh, yeah. It is It is a little off-brand for us. Yeah. And I enjoyed the, the trek down off-brand lane. Good. Yeah. And, mate, what about the first time you saw it? Any memories, fond memories? Well, I... Uh, <laughs> It was at a mate's place on video. Well, yeah. Well, 1990, you would have been 43. Well, actually, I, I, uh, in 1990, I did uh, turn 21. And, um, wow. Yeah, I was actually trying to keep a bit of a low profile because the year before, I just came off a really highly successful stint or three-episode stint on Home and Away as, a, as an extra. Yeah. So I was keeping a pretty low profile that year. But, yeah, I was at a mate's house. And we were um, another industry insider. Yeah, we uh, it was it was a video, and it was really went in to watch this with really low expectations, which yeah. I think most people would go into. You just the premise, the, the video cover, Damo, 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 Fuck the movie. Tell I'm us here. more about Home and Away. Were you were you in the diner scene, <laughs> and did you have to pretend you were talking and but not say he was in the diner? He was in the diner. You try, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, uh, one uh, drinking a milkshake, one scene uh, eating donut. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, Bobby was there, Nicole Dixon, um, uh, Danny Minogue, she was in oh. there, couldn't keep her oh. eyes on me, and um, Terence Donovan. Oh, yeah. oh Terry. We're all there. Yeah, we're all there in the diner. So, um, you know, it was the first time they've ever cast a super hunk as an extra, and. Anyway, it's a bit of fun. Absolutely. No, and taking – Do you remember what and sort I guess, of mate, you just followed – You got paid? 40, 45 an hour. That's pretty good. Wow. Yeah. No, hang on. Morning. Maybe I'm – it may have maybe been 45 for the, for the day. For the day. <laughs> yeah. Or <don't>, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was part of it. I, I t- but, but Damo, you, you're also following in the line of a – of another great Giles actor. Oh, well, that's it. My dad, yes. Yeah. He, he did some serious extra work, Hollywood stuff, with uh, Elliot Gould in yeah. a movie called Exchange Lifeguards, which was filmed at Avalon Beach. He was left on the cutting room floor and it had Christopher Atkins in it. It was basically a tit and ass show. And I was like, dad was um, in, yeah, in this sort of soft porn, um, Aussie, oh, Terry. terrible show. He was also B-grade um, movie, Ozploitation. Yeah, he was in that. Yeah, it was called Australia Exchange Lifeguards, and he was in. Um, he was in Home and Away as a priest, and he was in, um, <laughs> oh, like East Street or something like that as well. Um, so now, all right, it's I, in the family, isn't it? I oh, did yeah. work yeah, experience yeah. on East Street when I was a kid. That was my first foray into. Oh, the that's right, you I remember that. Work experience, work experience. Yeah. and I remember yeah. uh, Father Bob. He, he, we were doing a scene with Father Bob and yeah. he couldn't hit his lines and he was swearing the bluest swear words I'd heard <laughs> as a 15, 16-year-old. And it just shocked me that there was this uh, – he, he was a person and not this um, sanctimonious character that he was on East Street. So, yeah, that, that was my start in the industry, Damo. So I, I totally get where you're coming from. Go on, Wheels. 
Oh, yeah. Wheels, yeah. God, yeah, there were some nuffies on that show. That's Tony sure. Pierin. Tony Pierin was on that show. Oh, mate, uh, yeah. She was, she she was, was there the day I was a long time. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That, that's Gow's go-to. Really? Yeah. You'd hear Pierin from the top bedroom in Kendall Crescent <laughs> quite often. <laughs> <laughs> We'd know to steer clear. Yep. Uh, okay, look, we'd normally have uh, a couple of reviews here, but we're we're a bit pressed for time, so we're going to publish them on the line. Unless, Gally, have you got one? No. Okay. No, we can move on. <laughs> we'll publish for them. We'll publish them on the line. Okay, Gow, why don't you tell us about the movie? Tell us about Tremors. All right. The monster movie that breaks new ground. A small town gradually becomes aware of a strange creature which picks off people one by one. But what is this creature and where is it? At the same time, a seismologist working on the area detects tremors. The creature lives underground and can pop up without warning. Trapped in their town, the town folk have no escape. Yeah, what a shithole town. Yeah. <laughs> is, is there a, 14 people in the town, yeah, isn't there? Is there a greater shithole town in all of cinema? Well, I don't know. Like, Morgs, you and I have travelled oh, through stop, a lot of towns. Stop, stop. A lot of towns, this is what I came we? for. Yeah. This is stop. what I came for. Did stop. We, One of these did stories. We to, We've been, did we go to Prudence or Patience or Perfection or wherever the fuck it was? Perfection, perfection mate. Yeah. It's Perfection. But I, th- I think so. Perfection, yeah, yeah, it, was actually, it was actually Lone Pine. It was Lone Pine in California, and I, I'm sure we drove through there. We would. Uh, we did we a lot of travelling together, didn't we? What, what do we have on the stereo? What we were listening to hamburgers by the Whitlam? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Anyway, so the ratings for this. Let's let's rip <laughs> no straight into meat. that. Uh, on, <laughs> it's a salad roll. They said, and we started going out. That's why our podcast go for an hour and forty three. On IMDb, Tremors rates 7.1 out of 10, which is pretty bloody good for a B-grade movie. I don't know if it's a B-grade movie, but anyway, let's move on. Certified fresh at 88% on the tomato meter, and that's that's the critic score, and 75% on the audience store on the audience score. So I'll tell you what, it rates really well. Mm. And I can see that. It's a good fun movie, no doubt. Let me just tell you a little bit about Tremors and how it sort of came to be for me. And and really it for me, it would have started again, like Damo, a video. Definitely from Blockbuster or definitely from Video Easy down at DY there. It really hit the sweet spot for me for that action, slocky, horror, comedy sort of film that at that age, when I was 15, 16, it was really, that's what it was all about. And it's surprisingly well acted. And the script is actually really lean and there's not a lot of dead spots, which I think is makes it a better movie than what it should be. The action starts almost immediately. And look, I probably didn't see this until probably 92. It would have been a couple of years after it was released in the cinemas. And then I wouldn't have seen it unless I revisited it on cable or when it popped up. But I tell you what, when Luke was born and I started thinking about movies that we could bond over, I was thinking, well, it's a good place to start is some quality B movies that, you know, we can sort of have a laugh together, a laugh together with. So I obviously started with Big Trouble in Little China, greatest movie of all time, <laughs> spoiler alert. But then we watched Tremors. And Luke was about five and he absolutely loved it. And I fell in love with it again and thought this is so freaking good. Brilliant. Yeah. He's obviously gone through There's about six uh, sequels. Oh, yeah. There's a, there's so many sequels, which are not great. How old was he when you guys the, watched They all went straight to DVD, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Daniel. Daniel. Jeez. Look, uh, he's not got to basic instinct with me anyway. We haven't got to that uh, to that level yet. But the, a little tidbit, which I'll get to now, is that this is actually uh, produced by Gail Ann Hurd, uh, Mrs. 
or ex-Mrs. James Cameron, who produced Aliens, T2, and Terminator. So some of our favorite movies she produced. So it's got some good pedigree. There's no doubt about that. So, Gao, why don't you tell us a little about the stars? Well, big star is Kevin Bacon, obviously. What a great career he's had. He started out as Chip Diller, his first movie, National Lampoon's Animal House. Can't believe he wasn't in Mr. Goodbar. I think we might have to do one degree to Mr. Goodbar. <laughs> but uh, no, it wasn't. Friday the 13th, then he was in Diner in 1982, and then obviously in Footloose, which is the big big role for him. He gets the big skewer through him in uh, Friday the 13th. It's yeah. a good kill. It's a really good kill. But yeah, Tremors, Flatliners, JFK, A Few Good Men. I tell you um, what, stop, the press is there. He almost steals the show in JFK. He's, he, that character doesn't exist in real life. He's the gay guy and uh, he steals the show. He's amazing. Really, really good. Continue. What's well, got the River Wild, Murder in the First, Apollo Thirteen. He, I mean, he's been in tons of movies. Mate, he's he's, he's sleepers. Great. He's great. Wild Things, yeah. Wild Things. We'll talk about <laughs> yeah. Wild Things. I'm sure. Might have to cover that one. Well, I did some covering with Wild Things. I'll give you the tip. A, a little thing about uh, about Kevin Bacon. He's actually in a band with his older brother Michael Bacon. It's called the Bacon Brothers. <laughs> I believe actually Morg's Morg's modelled the fabulous Morgan Brothers <laughs> off uh, off that band, but they put three albums out. Really, he, yeah. he's doing quite a bit with Fallon, where they do the they take the piss of the the songs. Oh, they that's talk about right. The first takes, yes. first takes the songs, and they both sing. It's freaking hilarious. Next up, we've got Fred Ward, great character actor. Um, had his first movie in Escape from Alcatraz, nineteen seventy nine. Great movie, Clint Eastwood. Yeah, yeah, really good movie. One of the greats. He's in Silkwood, Uncommon Valor. Into Tremors, Miami Blues, uh, The Player in 92. Yeah. Tim Robbins. With Tim Robbins. In Road Trip, Earl Edwards in Road Trip in 2000. He was Joe Dirt's dad in Joe Dirt. Right, yeah. Sweet Home Alabama. He was good in that. Earl Smooter. <laughs> that's, that's a gal movie, though. You've been forced to watch that one. Huh? Yeah. There's no doubt. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no. So he's had he's had quite the career. Unfortunately, passed away in May of this year. Yeah, R.I.P. R.I.P. We'll add him to the Born to Watch R.I.P. board. Yeah, you just made movies with... a bit about Fred Ward. He actually started as a mime. He was uh, he went and trained in in Rome, and uh, oh. he trained in a lot of the theatrical arts. And he was actually a mime. And I I think Damo, out of all of us, oh. could actually make a career out of being a mime. You've you've, you've got good moves and. Great expression and, a, and, and an interesting head. I think that uh, you could follow in Fred Ward's footsteps if you wanted. Have you considered? Thank you. That's um, huge. Yeah, Daniel, yeah. have you considered miming film school for fuckwits? Yes. I'm, the more you shoot on it, the longer it's going to go this week. So keep going. <laughs> uh, who else we got, Gal? We got Michael Gross, uh, yeah. Stephen Keaton. Oh, mate, what a show! I what think a show, we've yeah. been together for, for a million years. And I, guess and I bet we'll, we'll be, be together, together for a million more. I forgot that jingle. And it's like we started. Remember they were painting over on the, the night we came. painting with the uh, the oil oil over the Yeah, the very good. Yeah. It's a great it's a great start. Great so we're show. talking about family ties. Family ties yeah. 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 Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Alex. So family ties growing <laughs> pains Alex on that one with Jason Bateman. You gotta fuck one, kill one, marry one. Go. Oh, hang on. Who are the three? Go. Sorry, Grand I was brilliant. With Kirk Cameron yeah. before he became a, a God Squad. Yeah, before, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, family Ties. Yep. 
and the one with Jason Bateman, who I can't remember the name of it. Valerie's family or something like that. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, well, that's okay. right. Well, Valerie, yeah. I kill Valerie. I kill Valerie. Yeah. I fuck growing yeah, pains. Yeah, Cameron was really cool before he turned yeah, into a definitely. weirder than Tom Cruise weirdo. Yeah. And I marry family ties. I reckon that's the way to go. Oh, look, I I don't know, but I, I am thinking, I, I remember the Tuesday night was Growing Pains, then Who's the Boss, then Moonlighting. It was back to back oh, to back. Yeah, big was the big, That's a big um, Tuesday. Yeah, I know. Um, Late to bed. But couldn't get rid of Growing Pains. That was that was a pretty bloody funny show. Yeah, Growing Pains. It had Leonardo DiCaprio in it. Oh, did it? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's one of his first. It was, Alan it was Thick. Alan Mark Thick. Thieves. Mate, that's another Mark great. Mate, the, mate. I, t- I tell you what, the 80s TV show themes are can't be beaten. Cannot be good beaten. Good old boys. Oh, Never mean enough. Okay, G-Man. G-Man's panicking here. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> I was just He's waiting can't. waiting for Waddy to break out into song again. <laughs> no, I, I, don't, I wonder. If I could remember the um, Grind Pain song, I'd fucking have it. You um, know we got each other. <laughs> <laughs> we can find anything that comes our way. Baby, rain or shine all the time. We got each other sharing the laughter and love. Mate, I, that's amazing that you remembered that. Yeah. You're pretty good with your jingles. I, I, we could do yeah. a whole we could do a whole episode did, of did Alan Let's Thicke do that. Write that one. Alan Thick wrote pretty much all the jingles from those. Yeah, Alan Thick was the he? man. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And then Alan his Thicke. son, uh, his son did Robin. the blurred lines with yes. Emily. Emily Emily Radikowski. Oh, yeah. Bloodline. Yeah, but uh, so anyway, after that, Michael Grace didn't do didn't do a lot nah, in a lot of shows. That did was seven really... Tremors movies. He did seven <laughs> Tremors movies. He was in a couple of shows. He's in the Drew Carey. Was that show a cameo a bit. in the first Tremors Scout, You reckon? Oh, please. <laughs> Here's a little tidbit for you. Michael Grace was born on the same exact date as Meredith Baxter Birdie. Oh, husband and wife. Yeah. Wow. Interesting, huh? Yeah. What about Tony? But yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you can have Tina. We'll have Justine Bateman. Yeah. Didn't they introduce Ooh, another yeah. character into that into that family as well? Wasn't there a little yeah, brother in the uh, end? Little Brian Bonsell. That's it, oh, Brian Bonsell. Oh, oh, Damo, well, well played, done, Morgs. Morgs is our Sparky. Let's move on. Uh, who else we got? Reba McIntyre. <laughs> you know, it's, it's her first acting. It's her first, first acting. First gig. acting gig yeah. came came across from being a massive superstar, huge country singer. singer. Yeah. yeah. But they wanted they they didn't actually want to put her in the movie. She but, was good. Um, she was right. Yeah, she was really good. But yeah. they you know didn't want to have a, a you know someone trying to make their mark in acting. But she did really well in that. Yeah. Um, she was initially cast as Molly Brown in Titanic, the role that went to Kathy Bates. Oh, okay. Yeah, she pulled out of that. So. Wow. Yeah, interesting. But then we start to get a little thin after that. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we got Finn Carter as Rhonda. Who? Who? One of the greats. Oh God. Yeah. Um. Who have we got? The Victor, Victor Wong. Wong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's Ariana Richards, yeah. who's yeah. the young girl out From of Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. Yeah. Um, who, that's really bad. But yeah, that, that's it for the cast. Yeah. We don't need to go. Yeah, got that annoying that. kid, that annoying kid with the basketball. Melvin. Yeah. Where's he Melvin from? Jones. I didn't look into him, but his head was very familiar. I think yeah. from Oh, mate, he's, he's in a heap of shows. He's in a heap of TV shows. He went on to a couple of big things. He started off on Knots Landing and Different Strokes. Played Ricky in Different Strokes in 89. That's where I recommend him from. Well, the world don't know. Be right for some. Man <laughs> is bold. He's a man of means. Okay, Phil Bloody well done, though. To yeah. but, um, that much. Yeah, so good. no, he went Bobby Jacoby went on from that to um 
a couple of big roles. He was in Can't Hardly Wait. Oh, really? No, yeah, yeah. He was homeboy number two. <laughs> Whoa, um, that was that was Jennifer. That was Love, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Hewitt. Yeah, yeah, that was another yeah, our favourite number. Number two, jeez. Yeah, he a was role. the tough one, the real tough one. Oh. Yeah, no, but but he but he parlayed that into a big role in Pearl Harbor in two thousand one. Uh, hang on, on he's something like burnt face soldier or something. <laughs> Sunburnt sailor. There we go. Oh, yes. How good's that? Shit. And and you know, on his IMDb, that Pearl Harbor credit is the second thing. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. 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 The second thing. All right. Uh, that's really it for the actors. We'll leave it there. Okay. What about 1990? Yeah, you got anything to for 1990? I do. Please hit. Tremors debuted at the number five spot in 1990 behind Board on the 4th of July, Tango and Cash, The War of the Roses, and Internal Affairs. And grossed 3.7 million in its opening weekend. It ended up grossing 16.5 million domestically against a 10 million dollar budget. It was a dud. Well, a dud but, there, but but then it became a runaway smash. Yeah, in the in the it's DVD a massive, market, massive and VHS rental, tripled massive. tripled the box office. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty crazy. But uh, it was up against some other movies. 1990 Dances with Wolves, which won oh, Kevin everything, best Stonker. director, best picture, Too Money to Tonka. <laughs> Owachi, too many to tanka. Owachi, speak Sue. I do, but uh, yeah, Ghost, Home Alone, Pretty Woman, Total Recall. Oh, great movie! There's a heap of these. Kindergarten night? Cop, The Hunt for Red October. It's not a tumor. Rocky Five. Terrible. Terrible. So that, that's all 1990 movies. That's all 1990. Misery, Flatliners, Misery's Hard to Kill, Goodfellas, oh, Seagull. I think uh, I think Joe Pesci won Best Supporting Actor too for Goodfellas. For Goodfellas, yeah. yeah. Young Guns too. I mean, that's, we can go through them. There's tons. Regulators. Well, I'm just waiting for one. I'm waiting for Quigley Down Under because that was 1990. <laughs> it was. Oh, Tom, Tom Selleck. Were you, were you yeah. an extra on that? I, I was left on the cutting room floor. No, I didn't actually get it. My agent must have been working that weekend. It was your exchange lifeguards <laughs> moment. <laughs> could it could have been the moment. Could have been anything. Sliding doors. Could have been anything. What else, Gal? You got anything else? 1990. No, we we've been through that. We won't go through the through the shows. We've been through most yeah, of the shows. We don't just sing shows, anymore. Yeah, yeah. What's the theme song to a different world, Whitey? Oh, it's a different <laughs> world. I don't know. Murphy Brown. Nah. Give me another one. Come on. Designing women. Oh, not give me. Oh, give me another. Give me a good one. The Cosby Show. No. Nah, Four guy. That's Roseanne. The Four guy. Ah, oh, well, the Four guy is. Uh, you were singing that before. No, that was I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've, I've been, been seen with Farrah. Yeah. I've true. never I been know. with anything less than a nine. <laughs> so, so fine. fine. Jeez. Yeah. I'll sing along today. Yeah. This is it. What else, Gail? Really yeah. turned this point. Well, speaking of songs, yeah. let's go. What do you reckon was top song in 1990? 1990. Can't touch Janie's it. got a gun. Yeah, I'd say MC Hammer. Can't touch this is in there. Oh, but, hang um, on. He's, he's uh, MC Hammer's uh, nemesis, Vanilla Ice. Vanilla Ice. Ice Vanilla Ice, Ice is in there. Yes, yes. Well done, Ice Ice Baby. But uh, one of the most popular songs of the year, Hold On. Oh. By Wilson, Wilson Phillips. Phillips. Oh, oh, my God. Someday somebody's oh, going to make you want to turn around and say goodbye, baby. I still hate it. Till then, baby. <laughs> uh, it must have been Love, Roxette. Oh, mate, but it's over now. Nothing Roxette, compares to Roxette's you. Roxette's died recently. That was sad. She did, yeah. Yeah, she yeah. did. Yeah, they, were, they were massive when we were tackers. Yeah, they were actually. Listen to your heart. Yep. yep. Why do you want your favourites? Michael Bolton. How am I supposed oh, to live without oh, you? Mate. The Bolts. He could croon. 
I'm not going to sing that one. Did Kenny G have jam? any hits in, in 90? Don't think so, no. Saxophone instrumentalist uh, extraordinaire. It was clarinet, wasn't he? It was clarinet, was Kenny. He took he probably, the clarinet. He probably did it all. He probably yeah, did. He could play any wind. Play, he could play any woodwind. Mm. He could play any woodwind. <laughs> he could. <laughs> oh, why do one of your favourites blame it on the rain? Oh, Millie Vanilli. Oh. That's what a Damon. Hey, I've got that T-shirt. Got the best oh, T-shirt Millie in history. Yeah, that's Actually, sick. we'll probably put that up on socials. I've got a photo of Damon in the Millie Vanilli shirt. Yep. Either that or the uh, the white mullet and the uh, sluggos. One of them will go up. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good shot. Yeah. Anything else, Gal? No, that's it. Ah, that's Let's it. move on. 1990 was a good year. There's no doubt. There is no doubt about that. Okay, question time. Is this movie better than the B-grade label it's been handed? Damo, we're going to start with you. What are your thoughts? This is the top echelon of B-grade. I'd say it probably is, but it is probably the best B-grade. It's, yeah. Uh, look, it's close to being... Yeah, going up, yeah, but it's 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 B, but it is the best B. Yeah, good point. Gal, what do you reckon? I liked it. It's it's good. I was saying before that you got to watch it in the right in the right frame of mind. But Absolutely. yeah, really enjoyed it. Is it up there with Sharknado? Oh, it's better oh. than Sharknado. Better than Sharknado. That's a C. It's more realistic. Yeah. It's more realistic than <laughs> yeah. Sharknado. Yeah, that's it. What about you, Morgs? This will, this will be good. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know that it's the best. I I, I don't think I've actually seen it. Why do I think I mis- misled you when I talked about it? I I looked at it through brand new eyeballs when I watched it uh, last night and didn't remember a thing about it. So that doesn't necessarily <laughs> mean I haven't seen it. It just means that the magical daddy juice took those brain cells away. <laughs> but I, uh, I uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, um, I, I'll, I'll talk more about that in film school for fuckwits, but I think Dame, okay. Damo posits a very nice question. Okay, excellent. And what about Kevin Bacon? Do we think this guy was born to be a superstar and early days it looked like he was going to be footloose. Mate, he's a good actor. Do you think he's lived up to his potential? What do you reckon? Gow? Yeah, I'd say so. He's been in a – Mate, he's had a great career. been in a lot of good movies. I mean, this was his first – this is the first big movie, I'd say. But, wow, when you look back through it, we went through it. Flatliners. A River few Wild. good men. River Wild. River Wild. Great movie. Nah. Murder in the First. Apollo 13. He's in, he's in a ton of good movies. What do you reckon, What do you reckon, Damo? I think that he, as we talk about this movie being B-grade as the top level, he is the top level, uh, as you guys call them, jobbers. Yeah, jobbing actor. That, that, that's why he's got the the game, what is it, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon? Because yes. he's worked with everyone. Yeah. So he's a jobbing actor, but he is the elite yeah. jobbing actor. He, he's actually, yeah, he's a jobber. Never, I don't think since Footloose, was was he the main guy in much or anything real big? Was he ever the main guy? Hello, man. Hello, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was invisible, though. But that's during his nudisance. That's where he <laughs> yeah. just had to get his wang out. He <laughs> yeah. went through about a three-year period where yeah. he had it in his contract that he had to get his penis on film. So, no, he's super successful, but he is the jobber's jobber. Yeah, agreed. Morgs, any thoughts on uh, uh, Damo smashed it. Yeah, I totally agree. I think he's made some extremely interesting choices as an actor. Like, he, he often... Just picks bit roles, but they're in great movies. Sleepers, he is absolutely evil personified. Yeah. And he's just not afraid to do like a lot of actors would not take that because it could tarnish their brand. And he's like, fuck that. This is an awesome role. I'm into it. And so he was brilliant in Mystic River. I mean, Footloose, obviously, we love. Hollow Bands is super trippy, but um, a good look. A few good men, a, a real small part in that, but. Very memorable to do that. No, I, I'm a done. I think he jobs the shit out of it, and uh, and has had a really <laughs> great career. 
Yeah, no, I can't can't agree more with with any of you. He, he, he's great. I love Kevin Bacon. So, let's talk about the movie here, the Graboids. Interesting premise here. Uh, how long do we think they've been there? Because they're pretty big. There seems to have been no issues before with missing people. It definitely wasn't uh, Santa Carla, where there were six thousand people in the town. Now there's fourteen because the Graboids have got them all. So, how long do they reckon they've been there, and how did they get there? They talk about coming from space, but like, what's the go? What well, are they? They never, they never explain they any never of this. They never explain it's, it. It's nothing. They're just there. Yeah. And you know, the four graboids that are there seem to pick the town of fourteen. Yeah, you know, so it's and they, it's that's longevity. where they hung out. Yeah, no, so. no, but the town that's surrounded by granite mountains. Yes, and th- the other thing, and I, I don't want to get too much into it because I've got a few things to pick in it, which uh, which I think will be quite funny. But uh, I found it odd that we know nothing about these animals at all. Well, I think that's why they actually discussed it in the movie because who cares where they came from? Yeah. And they and they, they actually brought it out in the open. Oh, they're from space or they predate the prehistoric age or they're this. And uh, yeah, so, but so I think they discussed it purposefully yeah. because they didn't have to answer the question. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, they just didn't in the end, did they? They no. just said, oh, well, well doesn't matter. Just, it is yeah. what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. Okay. Look, I reckon it's time we move into the categories. Good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah, what do you got for good? Seeing this as a first visit for you, Virgin Territory. I I liked it. I liked just the the schlockiness of it all. You know, the it's like Starship Troopers to me, where these people are getting killed and there's not really a concern for it. They don't really mind. Like it just sort of the movie just moves on. So I think once you start looking at that and just appreciate it, I I won't say this is a good part, but I love the bit where Rhonda's feet get caught in the yeah. barbed wire. So she gets one around the leg, and the next thing, it's just completely wrapped around her legs. Yes. Yeah. It's just. I think those kind of little things are, are just funny. Yeah. And when, when Valentine jumps on the ice machine to yes. stop it and then says, that he jumps on it and lays on it and goes, pull it away from the wall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it's a bit hard. Get off it. Yeah. Dopey. Yeah. yeah. So no, they were my quick three things. Yeah. Cool. Morgs, what about you, mate? I, I love the, seeing it pretty much. I, I'm quite sure it was for the first time, but I love I no the, doubt. The, love the fact that it was, very little or no CGI. So it was yeah. everything was, was built for it. And the puppeteers, um, the just the use of when, when they're in the town and the, what do you call them, Grabazoids? The, Graboids. They, yeah, they did just use amazing like old school techniques. Like when they were underground and blowing up all the deck boards on the decking as they came through, like really yeah. cool uh, special effects that were, were, were real life. Um, so I, I thought that was great. I thought that... Kevin Bacon and Finn Carter both really understood what movie they were in. They were overacting the shit out of it, yelling their lines. Finn Carter especially. I thought she was excellent. But she every yeah. time the camera panned to her, she just dialed it up to 15 and just went for it. So, and <laughs> do, I think do, you that, think, do you think that was the first time she'd ever put zinc on? Yeah. Yeah. It was poor application. Well, before I had my big hats, I had to walk around like like with with a massive white white zinc schnooter as well. So I, I can empathise with poor old Finn Carter there. But uh, none over the cheeks. It was just pure nose zinc. Absolutely, you, know, you just need the well, line. The, over the, the problem z- was is that he ran out of the tube. It couldn't get past That's, the nose. It was too <laughs> couldn't get it under the cheeks, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. What about you, Damo? Oh, look, I I I thought it was really bloody funny, but I I loved there was this sort of constantly escalating threat like it started like this horror movie you couldn't really see what was going on like you mentioned jaws just things and you didn't actually see what it was so it was this sort of horror part but then the people are not like your normal horror people they're not 
morons that just go it's walking stupid. off. Exactly. No, they they were pragmatic. When yes. things happened, they had to adapt. The monster felt real like an animal. The characters you actually cared about. Guns actually worked on things. So the lighter actually worked. Like there was not your normal horror idiot tribes. people. They were basically they were pretty simple sort of people, but basically they were they were competent. They were kind of yeah, pragmatic. And it it, fem- it actually felt like how it would possibly really happen. Like that's the way it would play out. Yeah. But how how good was Bert Gummer's gun collection? That uh, that's what I was about oh. to say. That to me, the best bit was that gun reveal. The gun wall reveal yeah. was just Fair and exactly. and that that was the thing that I remembered most about it was getting getting into. Well, his he's the most room. memorable character in oh, the, yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. He is so, just awesome, Bert yeah. Gummer. And he's and he's a dead set caricature, but he's that's the, best, the whole point of it. Best part of the movie. That's yeah, the whole point of it. Yep. He's great. Yeah, look, I agree. Look, I, I've got – I really like Val and Earl. I thought they were a sort of a cooler version of Dumb and Dumber. Yes. Right, where they were obviously best mates. They they die together, you know, and I think they were just – they actually make the movie what they are, those two guys. Wouldn't work without – I think – couldn't imagine anyone else playing them after yeah. seeing those guys. They hammered up together really they well. They do. They're they? really, really yeah. good, and they're, and they're so different. They're obviously yeah. so such different characters. I also really like – I don't know if you guys noticed this, but it's quite a few references to The Thing. In this movie, right? Oh. So we talked more. You talked before about the, the, uh, the effects with the, with the path being pulled up, and that's the same thing that happens in the thing where at the end of the thing where, where it pulls up. Also, the generator, the generator going missing, it's gone. Uh, same thing. There were these little things throughout the movie that I go, fuck, that's the same as the thing. So I wasn't afraid to sort of lend a bit, which I really enjoyed. I really liked that that scene at the caravan when the husband and wife are there and they're the talking. Doc- Oh. No, when they're talking about, uh, you know, they're there and they're building their house and they're in the caravan, they've got the car, and then does the dog go missing there? No, that's not the dog goes missing there. The, the generator, the generator goes, goes missing. So the generator goes missing, they pull it up, then the, then the husband gets eaten. Yeah. She hops in the car and it's game over and they just suck the car and all you see is the lights up in yeah. the... I thought that was really cool. Well, well, that car, it reminded me of the uh, Queen, uh, what was it, the Wagon Queen family truckster from the Griswolds. Griswolds, yeah. And definitely. it was exactly like that car, just yeah. with the wood panelling. It was just that yeah. awful looking thing. Absolutely. And again, Michael Gross, he's he's uh, he's the most memorable part of this film. He, The movie doesn't work without that character. I think you need that levity. I think you need that, you of an idiot. And, and you need the guy that, that the people within the town sort of love to hate. And he's, yeah, you know, he's, all, he's, he's going to cause a bit of problems, but he's also probably going to save the day. Well, but the, see, that sort of guy would normally be, ah, oh, look at him, let's let's kill him off sort of thing. Yes. But he it turn, he totally becomes like the legend. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought he was gone when they were down yeah, underneath it, the house yeah. in, in the basement. Yeah. Well, when he starts, but when he, I thought, well, they're going to end him here when they, when he starts sort of ripping into Val about, you know, who made you the boss and on, on the rock. On the, on the yeah. rock. Yeah. Right? Uh, but, but they sort of, Move past that, they which do. is good yeah. because he deserves to to be there at the end. He's a, he's a good character. Okay, uh, what about the bad, Morgs? We'll start with you. What do you think about the bad? Uh, I thought it was really fun the whole movie. I, I I agree with what you guys said about the characters as well, Damo especially. That they're, they're not stupid. They're not normally. There wasn't the final girl like you see in a horror movie. Uh, there, was, there wasn't all those normal tropes that you see with with idiot characters. That they all had a bit of depth about them for the little screen time that they had. But I guess the the bit that I love for good was also the bit that was um, was certainly uh, a little tough to watch uh, thirty whatever years after uh, after the movie. But the CGI, the lacking in CGI, some of those yeah. snake tongue creatures that came out of the gravel yeah. toys, yeah. I swear 
they were left over from our 1989 Rocksteadford performance at Prama High, <laughs> and it was stoff- uh, stocking stuffed with uh, cotton wool. So it was, I think, yes. it was Egg Chen when he wrestles one out the front and he's playing around with it. It's uh, definitely a little too floppy, and uh, yeah, some of them were quite comical. But no, I, I, it's only a, a piss take. Take no, I, there was nothing absolutely really on those for me. Absolutely. What, what about the blow up when they blow up? Just the the innards that fly around. Oh, that's good. It can, it's like orange, yeah. orangey yeah. like yes. stuff. I love yeah. it when it gets Melvin in the face. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> it when always felt like they out. were harking back to creature creature splatter features, and and there was always absolutely. The, you mentioned that they mentioned the thing a lot. Like it always felt like it was all tongue in cheek, and there was always an yeah. eye on where this film, the origins of it were. So I thought it was really. I, cool. I think it's seriously self-aware, this movie. Mm. I think it knows what it is, and I think that's the best part about it. It's these movies that take themselves too seriously that are these style of movies that are almost unwatchable, but these guys know what's going on. What about you, Damo? What do you got for bad? For bad? Uh, well, I just think uh, old uh, Egg Shen's uh, opening his business in a, in a, <laughs> a town with person town. people. Yeah. <laughs> How does he make any money? Well, like, exactly, and the tourist trade's non-existent no. yet. Well, the egg, I think he's selling the eggs for like $75 a dozen. <laughs> Well, when he, he, he bought the, the snake oid or the graboid yeah, for three graboid. bucks and he starts selling, or no, for 15, doing the photos for $3, but he's only got his. Um, but he's only going to make 18 bucks. He's only going to make 18 bucks. Yeah, right? so the business model there, I think it's anyway. But it, actually, it reminded me a bit of Cheers because that's where they all hung. Yeah. You know, they just let, let's all go back. There's Norm and Cliff, yeah. and, but everyone just sort of hung in the, uh, the general store. But, um, and also, um, Melvin, just your typical shithead. He's annoying. Yeah. yeah. He's a bit annoying. What, I what time of day was it when. The boys come into Egg Chen's diner and he hands them a six pack for later, but then he cracks two beers on the <laughs> counter. Was, it was early, man. Was it was early, man. That was 8 a.m. Like, what? Yeah, that was early. Yeah, that was great. That was great. What about you, Gal? Oh, look, just getting back to the shop, mine was when they're all standing on the roof of the shop and the grey boys start coming up through the. Yeah. And you see that roof? It's like a shade cloth. Yes, they're standing. It's on. weird, isn't it? It's it, it, and it just it just collapses, yeah. but it's all so. Yeah. You know, and I think that's part of the. I well, mean, it's practical yeah. effects. Practical <laughs> effects. Just funny. That was really it. And the final kiss. Oh yeah, that was like they've just pushed their two faces together. Yeah, it wasn't good. Yeah, no chemistry there. No. He, look, Kevin Bacon doesn't have the most voluptuous lips, so they probably <laughs> had to get a bit closer than you think. Well, that that was a. Well, I'm glad uh, you've been studying his lips. Absolutely. <laughs> but that was lips. an afterthought because they did finish the movie with them driving off. Yeah. Earl and Val. Right. And then the after screen, um, whatever yeah. feedback they said, we want to have we'll the got to have it. Yeah. Yeah. Finish it off. And uh, if you look, I think the, the hair's a little bit different color. It was sort of a. Okay. It was an add in. Yeah. Right. <laughs> look, for me, for me, I've got, uh, I think Victor Wong dies far too early. Yeah. Yeah. It's very disappointing. He's funny. He needed the, uh, you know, the five demon bag to, uh, to, to kill the graboids. He had it. He just, you know, he had to, he had to find it. And uh, also had the rock hopping. Like how lucky is it that they go behind the rock that they're on and there's three poles yeah. that the exact distance, <laughs> the exact on. height, and then they're and and the and and the rocks are just the right amount apart for that pole to be able to pole vault. And I'm telling you, the fact that only Earl stacked it once, mate, yeah. It's not a one go, it's not a one trick go. It's you you're having some it's a learned process there. True. The the best is when they get to the car. And they're driving, and and Finn Carter's in the car, and she's got a she's got yeah. a hand down yeah. on the accelerator, and she can't oh, see, she, and the car's driving straight at no, the road, and they're in the back for about six hundred meters. Yeah. <laughs> for about six hundred meters. Oh, uh, it's hilarious. But yeah, no, but apparently Sergey Bubka went on a holiday to perfection <laughs> and left all his kit there. <laughs> he did. 
time. He, he was a student transfer to the University of Nevada. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's the, he was the. He was <laughs> he was the Dale Die of Tremors. Yeah, right? he, uh, he took so, him through the so took him through the road. That's why there's pop-ups there. Absolutely. All right. Pretty obvious. Ugly. Anyone got anything for ugly? No, nothing for ugly. Okay. No. Covered everything. Nah, really. Well, really. I just I've got oh, no, I've got go one thing. I've yeah, got one thing. I got one thing. Or maybe two. Yeah. Oh, what do you got, Morgs? Anything? Yeah. No, nothing. Go. Okay, go down. Um, the breakfast bologna and beans. Okay. Yes. Oh, seriously, who does eat that? How do they not shit their pants before <laughs> yeah. they get back to egg shins? Now, also, uh, apparently the soil in Nevada, I've written this down, is um, the soil particles are cemented together, and it's called caliche. And um, it's they're cemented together by calcium carbonate, CO, CaCO3. So the soil is rock hard. So really it's not possible for the uh, tremors to <laughs> sort of basically swim through it like water. I, can't, I love it I when can't. you bring facts. <laughs> I, I, okay, that's that's good. I love when you bring facts into this. Okay, so I I had for ugly. I had the septic tank scene. Oh yeah. So straight oh, after, so yeah. they they get the darkest, deepest <laughs> shit all over them. It was Melvin's shit. It was and it was Melvin's shit. And then straight after that, you see them walking out to the car after having a shower. <laughs> see him walking out to the car after having a shower. I tell you what, no shower saves you from that. Oh, no. There is no, no shower that saves you from that. So that must be five days later after they've antiseptic themselves. He had the full shower here. It was wet and he's packed yeah, his well, vacuum cleaner it. in the back of the truck. And... Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. All right. Gal, let's move on to listen to this. What have you got, Gal? What have we got for listen to this? Well, the writer got the idea. I don't know if you guys have come across this. Maybe. The writer got the idea when he's working for the U.S. Navy in the California desert. So they, they were sitting on a rock and just imagining what it would be like if something, I mean, this is how much time they got in their hands. What would it be like if something just stopped us getting off this rock? And then that's where the movie basically spawned from. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing where they get their, they get their content from, isn't it? Mm. Mm. Anything else? I've got, I got a couple of good ones. Damo? Oh, you go. Okay. What about an early idea for the Graboid was that it was supposed to be able to mimic sounds. And then they dropped yeah. that idea. That sounds, sounds a hell of a lot like the Predator. The snake predator. Oh, yeah. Right. Anytime. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah. Uh, and what about um, at the start when Val and Earl are fencing and Val's knocking that initial staple in and he like misses oh, it yeah. 10 oh, times? Yeah. No. He misses it 10 times. Well, that was ad-libbed. So, and that face that Earl's giving him is like, what the fuck are you doing, mate? Is <laughs> actually was. legitimately genuine. <laughs> yeah, that, like, I had that I was, too, yeah. I was watching that game. This can't be fucking yeah. real. It's, it's like 10 in. times. Yeah. I thought that was great. What, what do you got, Damo? Well, because we mentioned Jaws, but in France, 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 the title of Jaws was La Danse de la Mer. Okay. Right, which basically translates to the sea's fangs. Mm -hmm. And Tremors was La Danse de la Terre, which translates to Grounds Fangs. Wow. So, you know, but I should have asked, I should have checked with Jean-Marc now on my French pronunciation. <laughs> Actually, I'll tell you. Jean-Marc was at Sydney Uni after one of our games of rugby, talking to a couple of girls at, at the bar at Sydney Uni. When he walked away, the girls were overheard saying, that bloke had the fakest French accent that they've ever heard. <laughs> but he's, he's like, he's the only French guy I know. But he was, um, Jean-Marc also, um, he used to have his shower after footy and he'd come out nude and put his socks on first. Like, yeah. sit there, socks on first. It's like, why? Everyone else does undies first. Well, you know, he wanted to Frenchman. let the grab breathe. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but actually, and also in Norway, uh, the um, Jaws, or actually I'll tell you, one movie was called High Sommer and one and one was called Mark Sommer. 
Um, so they've got similar names too. So, and I'll give you a clue. Hi means shark and Mark oh. means worm in Norwegian. So yeah, it was called Shark Summer and Worm Summer in okay. Norway. Nice. It's funny because this movie, when they were, when those two writers were putting it together, it was actually dubbed Land Sharks. That was the initial yeah. name of it. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Keep bringing the heat, don't you? Yep. Anything else? Well, I got I got one more. No, you go for okay. it. Okay. All right. Uh, what about uh, so they had to cut uh, the swearing to get the rating, so the, to bring the rating down. So when they say the mother humper, oh yeah, yes. so they say he, he, he goes fuck you, right? Yep. Uh, but then that was the only time yep, because if you do more than once, it then ups the rating. So when he says mother humper, <laughs> it's actually been dubbed. It's been dubbed humper really? instead really? of fucker. Yeah. So very funny. Because I remember looking at that going, yeah, I watched it and I was like, why why has he said that? It just sounded out of place, right? Yeah, it's so bad. Yeah, go, Morgs. So old old, um, Finn Carter, we didn't see a lot of her after Tremors. So she she turned up. I'm sure Gao can uh, give us a little bit of an idea of her, but it's gone a bit downhill for her. And uh, recently she was arrested in Las Vegas on multiple felony charges at 59 years old. Yeah, so... uh, she actually was oh in all God. the OT. Um, her real name's Elizabeth Fern Carter, and she appeared on court uh, after her arrest and told officials she's been living in Las Vegas for a year and was released from custody as prosecutors prepare formal charges. So uh, she doesn't look oh, much goodness. in the Tremors days, but uh, yeah, shit's gone massively downhill for her. So yeah. for my, um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk a bit more about that in my uh, Stan Bush kick up credit song, but that was a major, a major motivation for the song this week. Fair yeah, enough. She didn't. She didn't do much. To be fair, after no, she Tremors. didn't do a lot. She didn't do. A lot. She was in. She had a few ro- recurring roles on TV shows, but that was about it. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Okay. Let's move on. We're now going to get into one degree of Kurt Russell, which we've already done, which is Victor Wong for it's Egg Street. Yeah, it has been. It has I been. think. I think we're going to have to make it two degrees just to make it interesting. Well, <laughs> you're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Get out now. I don't want to sound like we're having deja vu, but it's notable quotables. What do you got? I can't remember where my notable quotables was now. It's before listen to this, I think. <laughs> I think <it> is. <laughs> what was my quote? Yes, Bert Gummer. Yeah. yeah. When Bert was in the was in his basement and he kills the Graboid. Broke into the wrong goddamn rec room, didn't you, you bastard? <laughs> yeah. You said it with some he's the way he said it yeah. was brilliant. Yeah, he's very good in the in this movie. Um, my other one was was Earl when they're when they're talking about making run for it, run for it. <laughs> Running's not a plan. Running's what you do once a plan fails. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Earl actually has a lot of the best lines. Yeah, yeah, he's I awesome. Like him. What about you, Damien? Well, actually, I, but Earl's line like like damn it, Valent, Valentine, you never plan ahead. You never take the long view. I mean, here it is Monday, and I'm already thinking of Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> like. He, he really planned ahead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then he says, "Is it Monday? Uh, yeah, is it Monday? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. But, but and when um, Earl was talking to Bert, sort of, what kind of fuse is that? He said, "Oh, cannon fuse. Why have you got? What, what's this for? For my cannon? <laughs> of course, duh. of course, of course, of course. I, I like it when uh, when Melvin's playing with the basketball, and Earl's like, "You little ass wipe, you knocked that off, or you're going to be shitting this basketball. Pardon my French." <laughs> And that's when he looked at, always looked at her. Yeah. Oh, sorry, pardon oh, sorry, my friend. Pardon, yeah, yeah. pardon my friend. Yeah, no, he's very good, very good. 
Anything else? Anything else that springs to mind? There's a lot of quotes, but there's, there's no real, there's no real big standout quotes in this movie. Just yeah, a lot sure. of funny lines, Mother a lot Humper. of yeah. a lot of funny lines, a lot of funny faces, expressions. I yeah. love um, Fred Ward's faces and and Michael Gross's faces. Like when you said when he was got the shits on the rock, when he sort of turned around to his wife Maria and he's sort of just grumbling. Yeah, it just looks so awesome. It was just really just some guy having having all grumpy, but he, um, Michael Keaton did it so well. Yeah. Keating, Michael Keating. <laughs> But how good was the fight on the rock? They they literally start having a go at each other like it's all coming to a head, and then they just turn around and that's it. Yep. Done. We got yeah. it. We got it. Let's we, throw the bomb. Yeah. Let's let's do the that let's do the bait. That's it. Let's do the bait. Let's do the bait. All right. I think that's enough quotes. Look, it's a it's a great it's a great movie for quotes. But as we said, nothing that is uh sort of really massive that sticks out. Well, this is it. Here we go. <laughs> Film school. He's doing Shooter McGavins with his fingers there. For fuckwits. Here we go. <laughs> Just before we start film school, fuckwits for fuckwits here tonight. Uh, it's very sad that one of our members has to leave early. Gow's at DEFCON 4. He's got to go and teach karate to, for some six-year-olds a la Kramer. Yeah, on Seinfeld. dominated that dojo. Right? Yeah. So uh, we're going to do, do film school for fuckwits without Gow tonight. And uh, he's left us his score, so we'll still be able to and I'll tell you what, we're in big trouble because my phone's run out of batteries tonight. <laughs> we are in what are you, oh, big I've got trouble. Oh, I'll just, um, um, Morgs, can we change the name to Film School for F-Wits? Uh, yes. Um, but uh, <laughs> the, fir- the first first four lines of the of when I go into it will be, fucking fuck, fuck balls, fuck, fuck. So you can do it. Oh. Like. <laughs> right. Yes. Okay, I, it's your I show. Actually, I actually it's like your that. segment. Let's no, let's change. I, that is a very good call. We'll change it from tonight. Good call. Leave, leave me in, Whitey. Okay, and it, look, it's the segment that Morgs has been waiting for. Film school for F wits. <laughs> yes, fellow F wits. Uh, I couldn't be fucked. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, fellow F points this week. I thought this as, as this we've we mentioned this as a B movie uh, a number of times, but I don't know if, if everyone knows why it's referred to as a B movie. But it, essentially, a B movie is a low budget commercial motion picture. So it, its original usage um, harks back to the twenties and thirties when you would go to the movies and uh, you could only go and see it at the cinema, and you would see a double feature. And so there would be the the A presentation, which would be what you what you paid your wedge to see, whether it was a western or whatever the uh, the big the big movie was at the time. But there would be like like uh, as you used to buy uh, cassettes and 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 little six inch vinyl, nine inch vinyls. There was a B side, and the B side was the the cheaper movie that they would play before the, the main feature, and that, that's kind of where it came from. But they generally generally B movies were genre films, and they they can be extremely profitable for the studios because. They really try to knock them up super, super cheap, and they don't usually have to pay huge acting salaries. And this is even back 30s, 40s, 50s. Like they, they cottoned on to a model where didn't have to pay huge salaries, and they just tried to do it as cheap as possible. And they soon worked out that the most profitable ones were genre films, westerns especially. But you said the schlocky creature feature uh, films of the 50s and um, and then into the, the horror films of, of the 70s, and, uh, and beyond, that, they really cottoned on to the fact that if you were going to do something with a limited budget, it was best to stay in that genre or subgenres of, of those types. So, But it's interesting, Damo asked uh, before if, if Tremors was the best, um, the best B-movie that we'd ever seen or, or best B-movie at all time. But if you, if you think of B-movies, so Psycho 
was actually a B movie. So it was made for mm. eight hundred thousand dollars, which uh, at the time average you could film tell. cost was was about <laughs> two million. And it actually made eight eight and a half million dollars. So it was the most actually mm. the most profitable movie of nineteen sixty. So B movies were for the for the studios that specialised in them. They were, they were a really good cost center. So John Carpenter is a, a, a big director, a fond director that we have on the um, on the pod. And so his Halloween was done for even cheaper. It was three hundred and twenty grand the first Halloween movie that Jeez. made over eighty million dollars worldwide. So uh, it really started the slasher pick as uh, a primary mode of, of B films for the next decade. So there, re- there really are some guys. I don't know, but do you guys remember any any B movies from, uh, I guess, from the 80s is, is probably a good place to start, that were 80s and early 90s, I guess, that, that you yeah, remember I, fondly? Yeah, i got a couple. Um, Toxic Avenger. Oh, yeah, it's a show. Uh, if you it's think ridiculous. of B movies from that time, the, the trauma pictures. The trauma. Absolutely, yeah. that's that's bullseye. I reckon for B movies yeah. for that time, and yeah, I have on numerous occasions from. Oh, video absolutely! It, yeah, absolutely. It was a go-to. It, it was so good, so good, so bad that it was good. But another one is uh, Piranha, the original yes. Piranha. Um, yeah, Roger Corman, uh, and just an absolute Jaws ripoff, but a great movie in its in its uh, in its own right. And obviously, Piranha Two, which is directed by James Cameron. Oh wow! Yeah, and they're the ones where they got wings. Um, that was his first uh, his first uh, directing slot, wasn't it? Certainly was. Yeah, yeah, it definitely was. I'm just thinking of Rowdy Roddy Piper and Keith David in They They Live. Yeah, they live. Amazing flick. Yeah, what a call! Yeah, great movie. Uh, and 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 then Rowdy Roddy Piper did another movie called uh, Hell Comes to Frogtown. <laughs> I have not seen that one. He he was he played Sam Hell, and he was basically um, yeah going to the wastelands with. And I remember him just blasting all these frog people. Yeah, yeah. Another one I've got, Morgs, and I'm sure you'll probably touch on this because I, I, I think at some stage you're going to talk about the exploitation era here Absolutely. because I know what you're like. Yeah, because I know what you're like. What about Razorback? Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I haven't seen it. Directed by Russell Mikey, uh and is such a good Aussie film. Yeah, it's about, about, about a, a yep. bushpick. Yeah, bushpick, yeah. yeah, definitely. Uh, and Giant one. Giant, um, well, huge Razorback, huge Jaws one, yeah. Jaws style. It is a Jaws. It's another Jaws ripoff. Yeah, another Tremors. Uh, yeah. it, it's it's almost Wolf Creek, but you know, um, the guy in Wolf Creek, John Jarrett, is a pig, uh, and it's <laughs> it, it's very good. It's very very good. I've w- actually watched it about eight months ago again. Oh, okay. I've got it at home. It's it's a good movie. Really good. Scared the shit out of me as a kid. What, what, what are you going on with, Morgan? What do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, the, you mentioned trauma, Toxic Avengers, so Surf Nazis Must Die, all those things. Oh, we, yeah. That was, we, you didn't, if you went down to the video store, you didn't necessarily come home with a blockbuster. Like it was, if, if the, the video art was uh, interesting enough, you were happy to take home these B-movies and have a great time. Absolutely. You know? But uh, the American Ninja movies, Michael Dudikoff, another fan favourite for us. I know Gal loves his, uh, mm. all these Ninja movies. But American Ninja, American Ninja 2, American Ninja 3, we just, that was a staple for us to hire at the video. City yeah. video at DY, shout out. was huge. But why do you mention Not Quite Hollywood? And I've prattled on about this in the past, and this will be the last bit of uh, <laughs> film school for F-Wits. But uh, if you haven't seen <laughs> it, F-Wits, check out the documentary <laughs> Not Quite Hollywood. So uh, Edgar Wright from Baby Driver fame, he, he named Not Quite Hollywood his, his, his favourite film of 2008 and called it the best documentary ever. So it's worth a look. Uh, and 
it really documents all of the exploitation films from the era. Quentin Tarantino is, was heavily involved in getting that this documentary made. But some of the um, the brilliant films of the Australian New Wave, which were all B-movies, so the 1970s, 80s. So there was Alvin Purple, which was... Um, mm-hmm. Alvin was That's on Prime now. And it, was, and what it, yeah. it, it coincided with the relaxing a lot of the censorship rules. So they, yeah. they were basically just tits and ass movies. Like it was, yeah. they, they played exactly to the, the more base elements of, of what people wanted to see at the time, and uh, and and found a true audience there. So these directors were were, were knocking them up for absolutely f all. And um, I mean, about the Barry McKenzie films, Barry McKenzie yeah. holds his oh, own. Yeah. Uh, Dead in Driving, Mad Max could be called a B movie because at the time, what? I mean, that, yeah, he did yeah. that on an absolute shoestring. Shoestring, that, yeah, that shoestring. was film. I mean, obviously that has uh, massively overreached uh, subsequently and has been um, has, has been taken up by critics and fans alike as uh, as extending itself beyond its B grade B movie label. But um, and there were other ones you mentioned: Razorback, Road Game, Store. Patrick, Patrick yeah. was that weird. Oh, oh. The, yeah, the, in hospital. That's and it. Yeah, in like a coma. Really yeah, really interesting stories that were just done for bugger all uh, cash, but um, at the time, just it did really well. And Turkey Shoot was another. It was just, Turkey Shoot, amazing. Just that got remade just before. recently, actually. Yeah, yeah. So anyway. B grade movie. If if anyone talks about a B movie, fellow F wits, all they're talking about is the fact that it's probably uh, has relied on a much smaller budget than you would traditionally see in a Hollywood production, and and notably not usually stars before they're famous. So uh, there we go. Nice and short one tonight. Well done, Dan. You've really reined that one in. You've listened to the Barrel Buyers agent, who was sick of your dribble. Yeah, he's going to. He's going to. Right. But that's okay. Look, I think that was uh, that was well done, Dan. What do you reckon, Damo? Anything else to add? Uh, but no, no, all good. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm glad you you adapted to the name change. Yeah. It was quickly incredible. Quickly, yeah. You need to be here Seamless. more often because he doesn't adapt to anything the guy asks for. <laughs> the f- the fucking Except he's not eating on this podcast. Every week, like, can you not say cunt? Can you not do this? Can you not fuck? Fuck me. I tell you, I tell you one thing. He's not doing tonight, and that's eating uh, milk chocolate digestives, which doesn't go well on a podcast. I must say. Okay, look. We move into what is fast becoming the internet's greatest podcast segment ever. Stan Bush. Oh, right. Kick-ass credit song. And you know what? We are, we are releasing a new jingle in this episode. So I hope you enjoy the jingle what, what as you, much as you enjoy. I like the Born to Watch. No, there's going to be, there's going to be, there's going to be some voiceovers in this episode. And the Stan Bush kick-ass credit song jingle ah. is to die for. Well, there's a, there's a penned, big sell. Penned in conjunction, a white gowan uh, narrative and, and performed joint. by joint, joint, uh, joint collaboration and sung by one M. Gowan. Oof. And it's going to be just lights out. Yeah. So anyway, Morgs, Stan Bush kick-ass credit song, take it away. Yeah, so uh, sorry about that. I just couldn't remember what the song was because I hadn't written it yet, but uh, I remember what it is now. And uh, it just got uh, watching Tremors, and it was the first time for me, I think, or, or as I said, I'd forgotten it, but they're in the Badlands. And so the, you know, it's people were either there to escape from reality or they were, um, they were the handymen like uh, Kevin Bacon and, and Fred Ward, but... It was definitely the Badlands. It just reminded me of, of where we grew up in the Badlands of the Northern Beaches. And uh, 
it got to thinking that, you know, if we make it out of there alive, you're doing really well out of the Badlands. And and poor old Finn Carter, she didn't quite make it out alive. And, you know, actors, they're just as bad as us. They get into shit. So anyway, that's pretty – I'm not, not quite sure that uh, that has anything to do with the song I'm going to sing. But it's called Growing Up in the Badlands. And uh, here we go. Growing up in the Badlands, in Sydney's northern beaches, hands – Every day a new struggle, Oceanside suburbs with their clashing clans. We found our solace in movies and escaped from our oppressed lives. Seeing those actors on the screens, but oblivious to their crimes. But it seems they're just like us, oh yeah, that Hollywood royalty. Hard scrabble living in Chroma, Mona, Warrywood, and even Narrabeen. Some of us got out alive, moved to the land. Some of them did that too. But for the chicken tremors, it was just too much. Finn Carter, it's jail for you. Hollywood and Chroma, so different yet so same. Hollywood and Chroma, fighting to stay sane. At last count, 57 pedos and murderers. Hollywood is pretty bad too. Most of them employed at Chroma High School. One eat one bloke gave a shit in your lunch park outside the loose. Hollywood has Felicity Huffman bribing uni officials, Bill Cosby, the rowy creep, Robert Downey Jr. for being a sick cunt and partying here heartily, Tim Allen slinging weight and caught with Bag City Bitch, Bag Bag City Bitch, Lindsay Lohan for drugging and driving and drinking and living her best life, Mark Wahlberg for punching on, Danny Trejo for being a real scary looking Mexican dude, Sean Penn for forgetting he's not a real tough guy, Wesley Snipes for forgetting to pay his tax, and that hot chick from Full House who used to pump Uncle Jesse for getting caught paying half a bar to get her thick daughters into the university. University of Southern California, which brings us back to Finn Carter and her recent Vegas crime spree. She was in Tremors, which is the movie this week. I hope she gets released. And when she does, she should move to our Badlands and join that struggle real. Maybe in Freshy, Newport, or even Whaley. The living's tough and it's those boomers to blame. Hollywood and Chroma, it's pretty much exactly the same. Another cracking kick-ass credit song, Morgs. You know, hats off, mate. Those uh, those actors gone bad. What about one of the best? One of the best. One of the best you've heard live. One of the best. One of the best ones you've heard live, Damo. Oh, look, yeah, it's just a ple- I've heard them before, like. In my car, but never in the studio. There you know, like you, this. You know exactly. how the sausage is made, though, Damo. So uh, you need to keep it under. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah. we go. There we go. All right. So let's let's move into star of the show, and we're going to start with our guest. Who you got for star of the show, mate? Uh Bert Gummer. Yeah. Um. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Michael Gross. Yeah, Michael Gross. Well, just to, to go from being, um, you know, this hippie, peace-loving dad on uh, Family Ties yeah. to being this survivalist. Gun nut. Um, what a range. He, he just, and he just nailed it. He was, and obviously then every other Tremor movie and TV series that followed, he was the star. Yeah, had to be, had to be. All right, what about you, Dan? Who you got? Uh, I think Fred Ward. I, I really enjoyed his character. I thought everyone was on their game. I thought like everyone got the tone of the movie. Everyone knew what, what what picture they were in. There was no one sort of the odd, odd man or woman out. But uh, Fred Ward was a bit more understated than Kevin Bacon shouting all his lines and uh, really enjoyed his, uh, his crack at it. So, Fred, 
rest in peace. But okay. uh, you're, well, you're excellent, buddy. Yeah, he was awesome. Well done. Uh, Gal left me his notes. Uh, he says that Melvin is his star of the show. <laughs> he could really, really relate to he his uh, plight and his uh, personality traits. Yep. Reminded him of a young uh, Matt Gowan playing handball in Kendall Crescent. Uh, so Gout took Melvin, and uh, I'm going with Damo. I'm going with uh, Michael Gross for Burt Gummer. I think the movie doesn't work without him. I think he's the the perfect foil uh, as as a good guy and a bad guy, and sort of swings the pendulum swings with him. So I think the movie doesn't work without him. So I'm giving it to Burt Gummer. Well played, yep. Michael Gross. Yeah, awesome. Star turn, uh, so to speak. All right, final thoughts on Tremors. Tell you what. I really enjoyed it again. Like I've seen this movie a lot and we didn't do over and under because there were, there were two people here that had not seen it before. So their over and under was one. Well, that that's oh. kind of normally my, you do, you're talking movies when you talk yeah, over we're and talking, under 50. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm sitting in, I'm going, I've probably seen it twice. Yeah. So I, I reckon my five on a, on, on the born to watch scale is a 50. Right. Yep. Like, so have you seen, you reckon you've seen this five times? Yeah. And okay. two of them in the last week. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I love your research. I love your research. Yeah, look, I've seen this a lot. It's not, I'm not going to say it's not First Blood and it's definitely not Commando or anything like that, but, you know, I'm I'm in excess of 20 times, probably up around 30 times, I reckon. I watched a lot with Luke. I watched it again. I watched it twice this week as well because that's, I'm such a perfectionist and I just love to prep. Uh, (laughs) You know, but look, it's a great movie. And I tell you what, it's, it's the perfect entry into that sort of creature feature, schlocky, horror comedy for your kids as well you know there's not a lot of swearing there's one fuck there's way less swearing in this movie than in our podcast you should let your kids listen and watch both there's no doubt but it's an easy step in if you just want to ease them into those kind of movies and very a lot of you'll have a lot of fun with your kids watching this Uh, i laughed through the whole thing again megan was appalled that i was watching it but you know you can't win everyone over but look tremors as well i enjoyed it it was good Good fun watch, no doubt. Okay. Now we're moving into the rank bank. This is Damo's favorite favorite part. Well, I I just was um obviously there was a lot of uh ranking remorse from the other week. I, I had to listen to Maverick Top Gun on my way here today and uh an old um guilt ridden um ten gallon hat there. Yes. He uh had his uh, ranking remorse. He did. And um I, I don't not to be not to be not to be confused with wanking remorse, which was in the nineties when we're all going through the guilt years. Right? Morgs, yeah. would, Morgs would steal his mum's Target catalogs and knock off down to the downstairs toilet. Yeah, but but you weren't on your own there, Morgs, because you you two are the friends. They changed their um their Maverick ratings as well. So uh, you yeah, know, absolutely. Th- th- you know what? If you if you say no, but his remorse his remorse was for First Blood. So. His remorse was for First Blood because he was shouted. It was emotional. It was an was emotional. An emotional look, it I was think, an emotional rank. It was. It was. <laughs> it was. A, We've all had one. It was. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was. It was the equivalent of a shit rank, right? So, um, and he didn't do a very good job on it, but he did have his remorse, and he. And he I think he corrected it, and yeah, First Blood now sits where it probably should, uh, and. And yeah, Top Gun Maverick moved as well. But so, what are you going to give, Damo? What are you going to give, Tremors? Well, I mean, I I really like this movie. Good mix of comedy, horror, action, characters, storytelling. Um, I love the fact that that all these people in a small town. You know, don't don't underestimate the strength of a small town. They all came together. They all came up with solutions. They all pitched in. They all contributed. They came up with solutions to to get you know 
uh, handle the graboids in the it end. It was but, like Forestville in the eighties. Oh yeah, well yeah, there was there was a hood, and um, but look, I, I'll give it three point seven five. Yeah, good score, good score. Okay, Morgs, what are you giving uh, Tremors? Yeah, I, I first of all, thanks to Damo for an inspired choice. Like uh, it, it certainly was a little um, a little off what you would normally see from the Born to Watch F wits, but uh, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I thought it was a a very cool experience. I loved exactly what you loved, Damo. I love that they just weren't your kids. Like they, 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 mm. they faced challenges and they came up with what you'd like to think we'd all come up with if there were grabazoids uh, coming through the through the earth in the badlands of Chroma. So uh, yeah, I really, really fun experience. I probably won't go back to it in a hurry, but um, it, it's three. Oh, what are, what are we calling it? What's the uh, what's the rate? What's the? Oh, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, we are calling it. This is what happened when Statsman leaves early. We just get it falls to shit. Well, look, there, there weren't there weren't a lot there weren't a lot things that we could call this. We can call them like uh, elephant guns. No, nah, no, nah, let's go with land sharks because I, I like land the, sharks. Oh, right, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. Right. yeah. All right, Morgs, how many land sharks are you giving Tremors? Really enjoyed it, Damo. Great choice. Three land sharks for me. Thank you. Yeah, Very good. Good. Tip. good. That's good. Okay, Gow has left me with his rating as he's gone off uh, to the toilet. He couldn't hold on any further. <laughs> I hope you're okay, mate. I could see by the look on your face it was uh, it was a DEFCON 5. Mate, he's given Tremors 2.5. Land Sharks. That's fucking harsh. 2.5 Land Sharks. That's harsh, man. And it's not often Gauss. Well, he's look. highbrow, though. It's, it is. It is. You could you could tell with his glasses on, you could tell it wasn't yeah. really for him. Yeah. Look, it's uh, I've, I've rated this movie 8 out of 10 on IMDb when I've gone through and done my things in the past. So that's 4. But I'm going to go with Damo here and give Tremors 3.75 Land Sharks. This is a fun movie, and I will watch this again. In fact, I might even watch this again this weekend. I might watch it with Belle. I think she'd really enjoy it. I think she's seen it before, but, you know, I think she could do with seeing it again. And for today, Tremors rates 3.25 Land Sharks. Now, where does that put it in the pantheon of Born to Watch movies? It's going to slip just above Lost Boys, who are three maggot fried rice, and just below Backdraft at 3.33 trichlorite cans. Mm. So it slips into 12th spot. I actually think The Lost Boys is a better movie than it, and Backdraft is a worse movie than it. Well, I think, yeah, you could, at the end of the year, you could rescale this. And if you just compared them head to head, yeah. I will guarantee you, you would change positions. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's going to be interesting to see what we do with that. But look, it's sitting in 12th spot, which is, you know, it's it, the, the bottom third. <laughs> Step Brothers, 4,000 pieces of white. Actually, white dog shit. actually, you know, speaking of white dog shit, yes. I, I think I've talked. So I notice you definitely feel a little guilt ridden from the Yoda Club initiation. <laughs> There's process. a little bit of guilt, yes. <laughs> so There's a little bit but, of guilt. As, as do, you want to know, do you want to hear a funny story? Because you you will know this guy. Yeah. So I was reached out by my fellow Yoda Club member <laughs> that I had forgotten who was with me. He's, who was with me in the Yoda oh, Club. Oh, right. He, yeah. he didn't eat the dog shit. But he'd already passed the initiation beforehand. No, no, we set the club up. So it was him and I. Oh, we so set you, the club up. you're exempt from the initiation. Yeah, we didn't have to eat white dog shit. We just made other people do it. We made one kid do it. Yeah. Right? And well, we, we disbanded quickly after. Well... <laughs> Yeah, but listen, now to rest your, your heart. Yeah. Please tell me you made someone eat no, fresh but, dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> a white dog shit is the most humane variety of dog shit if you're going to make someone eat it. Thank yeah. you. Like, yeah. 
there is a, a lot of varieties. And if you had a choice, for sure, hu- for humane. I mean, I was at the dog park. I don't know, <laughs> a couple of years ago with my dog, and there was some other big dog there that needed a pack of Imodium, <laughs> and it just unloaded right. And it was just like two liters of chocolate milk. Oh. And the owner's there. The owner's there. You with can't his, clean that up. He's got his plastic bag over his hand. I think, mate, what do you think? You need a chamois, right? And if 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 the initiation was that dog shit, well, then I'd say you should feel guilt racked. But white dog shit. Thank hey, you. you get a pass. That's Thank fine. You. And this is why you're invited onto this podcast, yeah. Damo. Uh, so what are we watching? People, what are we watching on the streaming or anywhere we're watching? Mm. Demo, you got anything? Well, you got anything? I, I have watched two shows. I've watched, if, speaking of B grade, I watched a show called Cherry 2000 on um, Prime. Wow. Starring Melanie Griffith, who oh, is a kick I can, ass. Yeah, I can see the, I can see the VHS cover for that now that you mentioned it. Yeah, yeah she, she's a kick ass tracker yeah. that takes this guy into the uh, post apocalyptic wasteland to find a robot sex doll. Fantastic. Because wow. the world has become. Um, like dating has become so litigious. So there's people at nightclubs signing contracts where you can touch this and you can't do that and you can't do this. And, That's what you need now, though. And Larry Fishburne's in it. Oh, yeah. Larry Fishburne. Yeah, he's Larry Fishburne. He is a um, one of the lawyers in the nightclub. But then, so that, that's why they go to these uh, robot dolls. Anyway, then his robot doll blows up. He kept the chip out of it, but he has to find a new one. And it happens to be in the middle of the wastelands where there's people that try to shoot you if you and it's it's dreadful it is utter dog shit and it is well worth a watch cherry 2000 but then i also watched um because i've read lord of the rings 11 times yes so i figured i have to watch um this is mine. the new one this is mine what do you think i thought you got the the writing of tolkien is now in the hands of lesser men and women Ooh. and they're trying to be high fantasy and it just sounds like it's like these lightweights compared to Tolkien as a heavyweight. Okay, so my my one is Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, and I found it to be a boring. Yeah, I found it to look pretty oh, good. Shit, it looked good. Look yeah, pretty good. Looked pretty amazing, but I found the story difficult to follow and boring. And I'm hoping that soon they're going to get out of this initial phase of the elves and. You know, because they they actually don't have the rights to use Hobbit. No, that's right. That's why the so half. That's why they. Yeah. It's, so I don't know. I, and it's not. It's not. It's not by a fluke that Foxtel us have a Lord of the Rings channel at the moment and just playing the three of them back to back. Why not? Yeah. So I've been sort of catching a few of them, uh, and it, no, it doesn't compete. Well, the, see, the problem, I, I listened to some of the writers interview and they said, I want to put my, yeah, please. I want to do my interpretation, put my spin on it. The thing is, and it's 101 for everything you're doing, take yourself out of the equation. If I'm doing my shopping, I'm just going to buy meat pies and chips, but my family's not going to really like it. <laughs> I have to actually think about, I think about what other people are going to want. And the same thing in your video shop. Well, I only like Turkish delights as chocolates, but I can only have a small range. So I'm going to buy what people actually like. Yeah. Same with writing something. Write what people want. Take yourself out of the equation. I completely agree. The thing I don't agree with is you don't like fucking turkeys delights. I love them. That's the problem. So oh, that's why. And, and I didn't stock them. Good I didn't stock them because I knew that no one else liked them. <laughs> okay, Morgs. I'm ending that. So, Morgs, <laughs> what are you watching? 
I just realised I'm the only one on this podcast at the moment that doesn't didn't own a video store. So I, I definitely feel uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm in. Uh, whilst I'm the industry insider, I think that you two definitely have got me covered this week. But uh, no, yeah, I three, um, three three years. Yeah, no, it was it was a good stint, good uh, good little shop you had going on mm. there. But uh, up there at the Roy, at the Roy, the Badlands. So I have been watching The Old Man this week. Uh, flicked that on and uh, gave it a watch. Yeah, good show. Yeah, enjoyed it. Is that, is that that Jeff Jeff Bridges, Bridges one? I, I've only seen the um thing flash up. But it's really good, it. worth a look. I had no idea what to expect, and uh, yeah, it was enjoyable. Um, that's it. Still mourning the loss of Better Call Saul. And waiting for my next great series, I'll probably just watch Mad Men again. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I have watched about one series, um, one season. What do you think? I, I didn't mind it actually. Yeah, yeah. Just, okay. all, all drinking alcohol and smoking in Mate. the office and yeah. amazing yeah. series. But to, Fellow F wits, just watch it. Look, we've had a fun time. This is actually episode seventeen, which is just amazing in itself. So we we'd like to thank everyone for supporting us and. Please keep listening and share to your friends and look for us on social media or on Facebook and Instagram at Born to Watch Podcast. You know, the more the merrier. We're really having a lot of fun and we hope you are as well. What are we doing next, next week? week? Next week? Well, did get out of sight? Oh, I don't know. He's fucking up. Full is Metal Jacket. What was the other one he said? Is he still dropping a thud? He, he mentioned – he's, he's still in there. He did mention Tropic Thunder, but it's – yeah. Yeah, fuck. We're not doing Tropic Thunder yet. That was – yeah. Yeah, no, we're not doing Tropic Thunder. Yet. We'll get Damo back again for Tropic Thunder. Sometime. What about Nitro? He can dress up as. He can no. Fuck off, Morgs. What, what was that? No. Morgs picks like movies that eight people is, on the planet have oh, seen. Is it Swedish or something? No, it's Australian. No. It's Australian. Oh. Yeah, Morgs likes independent cinema. Yeah, he's yeah. very artsy. He is. Look at his hat. Of course, he's artsy. Yeah, be drinking craft he looks beer. Like Mick, and... He looks like Mick fucking Dundee. Well, that's why more. If he was anorexic and had no skill. <laughs> It does. It actually. It's. It's not a bad hat. It's not. He'd do this to a either. fucking cow and put himself to sleep. Oh. That's what he fucking do. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So next week, we're going to Vietnam, and London, posing as Vietnam. We won't give too oh. much away. What? A Stanley Kubrick Ooh. classic. And one of the best jokers in cinema history. Did I choose this? <laughs> No, this is a Gow pick, wow. believe it or not. And Gow's chosen Full Metal Jacket. Oh, great choice. Yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be fun. This is deep. Yeah. This is a movie that could be dividing our listenership a la the guard. But we'll roll the dice <laughs> on this and hopefully you want to come along and learn a little bit about real cinema. It, it was a big movie in its time. Big movie. Yeah. Stanley Kubrick. It's a great movie. It's really, really good. And if you haven't seen it, get on it. We'll we'll put up on the socials where you can watch it. It's surely available. It's a quality movie. They and ripped it, off your logo too. They did rip <laughs> off our logo. No spot. They did rip off. It's, it's a movie that is close to our heart for many reasons. But Gao says goodbye. We just heard a muffled see you later from the latrine. Yeah, snap that off. And, uh, I know, for God's sake, mate. And, Damo, thank you so much for making the trip down the M1. Mate, thanks for having me. We've thoroughly enjoyed having you on uh, Born to Watch, and it won't be the last time. I'll be around. Not like Sloan. He's throwing the toys out of the cot. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He'll get over it. And, Dan, thanks again. Another quality uh, effort from you. Great to see you, boys. Damo, excellent choice. Loved it. Uh, speak to you both soon. Yeah, Cheers. It's uh, bye for now, and we'll see you on the line next week. Born to Watch podcast. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Born to Watch. To join us on our journey into some of our favourite movies of all time, you can find us on all good podcast networks like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you like what you hear, give us a five-star review and share with your friends. 